It's the first Prez Monday check-in. We'll have a chat, but not spill tea. Hey, it's the first Prez Monday check-in. We got the Bible and Greg and me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of the Monday check-in. I'm Damon Jensen Heitman, one of the pastors, First Presbyterian Church, Hastings, Nebraska, joined by... Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. Glad to be here with you, Damon and I, before we hit record. We're just talking about Youth Sunday yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I would commend to any of our loyal listeners, uh, if you did not make it to church yesterday, uh, go back onto our Facebook page and watch the service. Uh, Our youth did a really great job of... Uh, helping lead us in worship and, and faithfully getting us to think about Scripture, particularly the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, and how Jesus' words apply to our daily living, which was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone um, told Hannah that um, we should submit what we did to the Morton Salt Company and see if they want to... Uh, Put a little salt on it. <laughs> Pick up the little jingle and for you know a, a, you know appropriate amount of compensation. It, certainly, yes. Pick up the jingle and run with it. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I thought they did a really nice job. So I was very very pleased and proud as usual. So yeah, they had uh, one. They, they did a series of three vignettes. Uh, and one of them uh, didn't have any words in it at all. It was just uh, them acting something out with music in the background that was very powerful and actually reminded me of the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though even though it was designed to sort of illustrate part of the section of the Sermon on the Mount that the kids were studying and teaching us about, but uh, it definitely tracked as well. It was like a modern-day interpretation of the Good Samaritan if it happened in a high school. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I think, well, like, the Good Samaritan story is really just an illustration of, like, what it looks, something like what it could look like to live out the faith. Yes. Like, to, like, put salt and light into the world. Yes. Um, yeah, so it would, it would make sense that there would be strong parallels between those things. Yeah. Yeah, in, in my mind. So, yeah, it was also one of the, I said, depicted within that is one of the, like, like, I'm trying to, I don't know how to say this, one of the meanest things that I've, like, that I've ever (laughs) seen depicted um, that I think is, but also a really true thing. Right. So, and now I just kind of have to describe it to yeah, folks. You might need but to. But it's, um, so there's a character comes in, it's all, it's all wordless. Uh, a character comes in and they're obviously distraught about something and they sit down by themselves and they're crying. And they hang their head. Yeah. Yep. And one person walks by and they're just looking at their phone and they don't even notice that. that totally person, distracted. Yeah. That that yep. person is there. Uh, Cause they're just in their own world doing their own thing. Right. And then two other people walk by from the other way and they see the person crying and they point and they laugh and then they take selfies um, 
<laughs> with the with the distraught person in the background, um, which which the youth came up with that on their own, and it's just one of those things that's just it's so it's so quiet, it's so small, but it's all like when you see it acted out, it's so mean. Yeah, uh, and. Um, and then a third person comes in, notices the person is going to go on their way, but then stops and rethinks and, and sits down with them and offers them comfort and just and aid. sits with them. Yeah. Just sits. That's right. It. It's a ministry of presence, which was mm-hmm. part of what made that whole sketch so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But each, like each time that I saw those two walk by and, and take the, those selfies, I just, that is so, that is so mean. And I'm also sure is a thing that happens quite frequently and that we do to each other without really even thinking about it. Like just the way that we think of other people's lives are like stories for me to either laugh about or criticize in some way or um, just the way that we don't always think of we can oftentimes think of people as objects yeah, or points of interest um, and not as people. That's actually a brilliant segue into what I'm hoping to perhaps shape and preach on Sunday. Mm. Um, well, then let's get into the it. The notion of objectification and dehumanization of other people, mm. treating people as less than human or as objects. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was an unintentional segue that works really well. <laughs> well, but it makes sense, though, because we're in the lectionary. We're essentially just reading through the Sermon on the Mount. Working our way through it, yep. Right? Uh, and these are, are um, we're most likely different uh, sayings of Jesus or, you know, if Jesus had a, a stump speech that he was giving. There it he is. Was, you know, kind yep. of going around from place to place. These were... Things that maybe Jesus said, maybe not all at once, historically, but you know, maybe in different places and settings, and the gospel writer has sort of woven them into one sermon. Yeah. Stump speech, uh, uh, the dean of students at my seminary in uh, Austin, when you're a seminary student, sometimes you go around and preach at different churches. And so because you're preaching at different churches, you don't necessarily need to write a different sermon for every church. You want to adapt it right. for the local context, but you could use the same basic outline in scripture and whatnot. And so the dean of students at my seminary, she she called that your sugar stick sermon. Yeah, okay. Your sugar stick sermon. And uh, and so the Sermon on the Mount is likely Jesus' sugar stick sermon because he yeah. was preaching to different groups. And so he would generally use the same message and adapt it to his context. And that's why we see the uh, Sermon on the Plain in Luke and there are parallels. You can line them up and see the parallel structures. However, Luke takes a slightly different spin because it was a different crowd or context to, that Jesus was preaching to. So it's similar points, but contextualized specifically. And that's what Jesus does. Uh, and so that is also why it would make sense that as we continue our study of the Sermon on the Mount, it would tie in. Yeah, right? that they would all fit in thematically. Yeah. Um, so this coming Sunday, we have continuing in chapter 5 of the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, we're going to go 21 through 24, I believe. Yes. Uh, so, there we go. Uh, it reads something like this. This is Jesus speaking. 
You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and sister, and then come and offer your gift. That's, uh, that's the end of verse 24. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I read this and I'm just thinking about um, conflicts in our world and how easy it is to get angry and to move into insults or ad hominem attacks uh, whether it is over social media or watching the news media or uh, even in our personal lives. And uh, Jesus is not mincing his words here in terms of uh, how antithetical that is to living out our faith, right? Yeah. Um, and, and what I see here is Jesus is saying, if you are othering a person, if you are treating someone like an object, if you are dehumanizing that person, this is not what you're supposed to do, right? If, you, if you're angry with a brother or sister, you'll be liable to judgment. If you insult a brother or sister, you'll be liable to counsel. If you say you fool, you'll be liable to the hell of fire. So when you're offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift and be reconciled. And so um, it's a call to grace and forgiveness and reconciliation, but a call to rehumanizing someone you may have differences with. Sure. Yeah, because you have, at this point in time, you have most likely, yeah, you've, you've in your mind, you've turned that person into something else, right? Into something less not less than human, at the very least, less than you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I often call it turning someone into a caricature. Sure. Like a cartoonish drawing. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't have to deal with that person in a serious way because I'm, I'm, I'm now thinking of that person as if they're a cartoonish drawing and not a real person with real thoughts and real emotions. And perhaps the difference we have, um, you're able to discount any differences you have by, by just... Because they're a fool. Right. I mean, there's no need to take them seriously. Yeah. Or to treat them well, right. frankly. Right. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. they're a cartoonish character in your head. Um, and cartoonish character is probably the, the softer way of saying that because I think other times we just start thinking of somebody as less than human. Yeah. Yeah. You've, uh, you know, the passage starts out, you know, you've heard. It was said to those of ancient times, whatever that means, <laughs> um, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. Right? And I think there's a way of thinking about it. If you have belittled someone or uh, whatever the case may be, you, you have kind of murdered them in your mind. Yeah. 
you, you've yes, right? like you've you've kind of said there existence in some small way doesn't matter as much as mine you or their thinking in some small way doesn't matter as much as mine um and so you've you've kind of you've kind of murdered them you've stripped them of of their humanity sure. of their dignity right and and that that what jesus is getting at here is that's the opposite of what it means to live out the christian faith and to be a disciple of jesus christ right because first and foremost every person you encounter you're supposed to recognize as a beloved child of God, right. made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And if you can't see the image of God in a person either that you get along well with or that you have a disagreement with, you're, uh, you're missing the mark, right? Mm-hmm. And Jesus is trying to remind folks of that. And, and here's the thing. Don't come into worship and offer your gift at the altar if you've got this stuff hanging over you. Instead... Go seek reconciliation, go offer forgiveness or receive forgiveness and let grace abound. Because ultimately this is this is about grace and, and that's what Jesus' life and ministry is about, is the grace that we have received, this unearned gift, but then a call that we're we're given to go out and do likewise, right? Mm-hmm. To share that grace with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this um in verse twenty, in verse twenty-three, this active remembering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's um, so when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something has something against you, uh, leave your gift and then and go and seek forgiveness and and come back. <laughs> it just it conjures up for me a, a funny, a humorous mental image of someone just like. You know, about to put their offering, and then oh shoot! <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yep, gotta go uh, fix see this you later. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, don't sing the closing hymn until I get back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also like this act of of remembering. I don't really think that this is. Um, it calls to mind to me this. Um, God remembers fairly frequently, especially mm-hmm. in the Older Testament. Uh, and God remembered his servant Abraham and his promise that he had made to him. And God remembered um, Noah and the sort of thing of, um, oh, yeah, I did say that I was going to like do that thing or live in this kind of a way. And like, this, it just kind of has to be called back to us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> from time to time. Yeah. Well, then there, there's a clever thing you can do with the word remember. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like put back Attach. together, reassemble mm-hmm. the body of Christ, right? And so we want to remember, put the members back on. The body of Christ has become separate or disparate because of murders or insults or calling someone a fool. And it's time to remember, to put that body of Christ back together in a form of reconciliation and forgiveness and offering grace and receiving grace and all that. And so um, I, I remember, well, I, it's <laughs> when, whenever we take uh, communion, we talk yeah. about remembering God's, or God's gift in, in Christ and, and the Last Supper and 
And this is another remembering of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, one of the things that I am often put into a communion liturgy is um, that God invites to this table all who um, know Jesus and seek to live at peace with their neighbor. Yeah. Um, that's, which connects me to one of my personal little favorite bits of scripture. Um, Whenever possible, as far as it depends on you, <laughs> live peaceably <Yep. laughs> with one another. Yeah. Which always strikes me as this interesting mix of like grandiose idea and also practical realism. Practical reality, <laughs> yep. Whenever possible, as far as it depends on you, <laughs> as best as you can, yep. we understand things happen, Yeah. live at peace with your neighbor. Yeah. But, and I think Jesus is getting at the same thing here, right? We're not always going to be able to do this perfectly, but um, but that's that's the call, and that's part of the Sermon on the Mount, right? It's setting out a list of ideals of what lived faith looks like, knowing that we'll likely fall short, but we should be reminded of this each and every time, that this is how it looks to live out our faith. Um, yeah. And also like, taking that set of ideals, and many commentators have, have noted this over the years, and like raising the bar, mm-hmm. right? Which, can I, the passage before that I'm, <laughs> what leads into this is Jesus saying, um, like, do not think that I have come to abolish the law. Surely I tell you, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will drop from the law until yeah. like, before all is fulfilled or something yep. like that. And commentators have noticed like, maybe you couldn't murder. And I'm telling you, like now like, I'm kind of, I'm expanding this out. Like, you, if you're angry with someone, that's the same yep. as having murdered them. Right. And it, and it goes, there's more to this passage and yeah. Jesus gives more examples of this sort of, expanding of this idea of okay you thought you you heard it said it was this but guess what it's actually this yeah that means also yeah um you know coveting is one of those that gets expanded out um as well um and that just kind of that flows from this idea not one letter not 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 one one stroke stroke of of a letter. letter Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna get dropped. But yeah, so I don't know. You think it'll preach? I think it'll preach. It's a good reminder to all of us. And um, but buried in there is still hope and grace, right? But it's yeah. it's 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 our call to live out grace. You know, we are recipients of this grace, and we'll be reminded of that as we are every Sunday. But but in turn, as we say in the Lord's Prayer, right? Forgive our debts as we forgive those. Mm-hmm. as we forgive our debtors, that sort of thing. Like we've been given this forgiveness and now we've got to also grant this forgiveness. We've been given reconciliation to God through Christ. Now we have to grant reconciliation to others as we seek to follow Christ. It's, uh, it's, it's there and there's, there's hope and grace for us and then a call for us to extend that hope and grace to others and to the world. So I think it'll preach. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Should we switch gears? Yeah, let's talk about what's happening in the life of the church. Okay. 
So uh, this Sunday is, uh, I think, a pretty normal Sunday. <laughs> it's, it kind of yeah. seems to be, yeah. We'll have our 8.30 service, contemplative service in the chapel with communion. We'll have our 9.15 Sunday school hour and our 10.30 traditional service. Um, what's happening at the adult ed forum at 9.15? At 9.15, uh, Wendy Gwenup is going to wrap up, conclude a series of forums that have been taking a, a look at... Um, Childcare, um, early childhood education. There's probably a better way of. I think that's it. Phrasing that um, access and like quality and access, and talking about how important those things are in uh, the development, not just of individual human beings, but of um, communities and families and communities, and how important that is really for everyone and um, there's a there's a connection between first pres and this sort of a thing the mission committee has been supporting um, programs within the community that are designed to give people increased access to quality early childhood care and education yeah and so she's going to wrap up that series this coming sunday the past series have been recorded and um, are either on YouTube or will be posted to YouTube soon. The very first session, uh, Wendy showed a, a brief documentary okay. that we don't have license to like repost okay. <laughs> to the internet. But if folks want to see that, are curious about it, uh, we can get them access to it. Um, so reach out. Wendy said they have additional licenses and links that they can share. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if someone wants to see that, uh, we can do it. Um, so, But I, I know that they've been having really interesting um, conversations related to that. So, so she will wrap up that series this coming Sunday. So that is next Sunday, which is the 12th, I believe. 12th. Um, and then next Sunday night, there's some sort of a sporting event going on um, in the world that I'm not totally clear about. I don't think we're even allowed to say the name. Um, think it's copyrighted so uh, the nfl championship game there's that uh and so uh there will be no senior high youth correct that night but junior high youth are invited over to the keps house uh to watch the game but really probably watch the commercials between the game more than anything yeah hang out fellowship um yeah. have fun uh if you really want to watch the game you can sit and watch the game if you want to do other things you, I, they'll be Games to play, I'm sure, whatever. So, On a side note, I, I, I actually just wrote a preaching commentary for Transfiguration Sunday that was published. Uh, I'll link to it somewhere. But uh, I, I referenced Super Bowl commercials in my Transfiguration mm, Sunday mm-hmm. preaching commentary. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun. Um, so that's, that's Sunday the 12th. Uh, Sunday the 19th, uh, we're excited. We're doing what we call Celebrating the Gifts of Women Sunday. Yeah. We will have a guest preacher. Uh, Reverend Carolyn Grice will be coming out from Omaha. Uh, she, is a, uh, she was a public school administrator and felt a call to ministry later in life, went to seminary. And so we're excited that she's going to come out and guest preach. And we'll also lead an adult ed forum on Sunday morning on that 
the 19th. Uh, and so that's going to be a good day of worship as well. Our Presbyterian women will provide uh, liturgists and uh, will help lead worship for us that Sunday. And it should be a delightful day. There will be a choir of uh, the women's chancel, women of the chancel choir, as well as I believe the women of the uh, middle school and high school choir, Calvin Westminster, will uh, will be leading worship. And it's going to be a great day. So that's that's the 19th. That's two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else we need to be sharing right now? No, I don't think so. Not right now. All right. Well. It's kind of a little bit of a breather. Yeah. Yeah. Before we launch into Lent, I actually just sent an email about Ash Wednesday services, so I we're jumping right into that. <laughs> it's it's coming. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, then um, I'm realizing now that we didn't open with prayer. Oh, we didn't, didn't no, we? No, because we were just too excited to talk about the Bible. Well, and not about Youth Sunday. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so, so we'll do two opening prayers next week uh, to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> to balance the scales, as it were. Um, uh, would you like to do the closing prayer? Sure. Okay. Let's uh, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we we thank you. First, today we thank you for the wisdom of our youth and uh, the lessons we have to learn from them, for the way that they put new eyes on Scripture for us and interpret that in ways that speak to us uh, that that speak right to our hearts and to our call to be followers of Jesus. We thank you for your holy word that is laid out here and particularly for the Sermon on the Mount and the clear way that Jesus teaches us through these words that were spoken all those years ago and continue to resonate and speak to us today. We ask you, God, uh, to be with us in the week to come. May the words that we have studied here not just enter our minds but enter our hearts and change our lives uh, be with uh, me as I prepare this sermon and with all who are part of worship next Sunday so that we can faithfully proclaim your word, speak of your grace and your hope, as well as the call that we have to be purveyors of that grace and hope in the world. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, then, with all those things said and done, until next time, toodaloo. <laughs>